Hi, it's Kieran Cudahy here, and before you start your next News Talk podcast, we wanted to bring you an important message from UNICEF. These shocking events in Ukraine continue to unfold. Young children are still coming under fire, and right now, the Ukraine hospitals themselves are on life support, and sadly, their time is running out. These hospitals have been damaged or destroyed, and maternity units, which once stood as a beacon of hope and new life for Ukrainian people, now lie in ruins. The country is in desperate need of medical supplies, basic things like oxygen, medicines, incubators, surgery kits and other essentials are all running out. UNICEF are on the ground inside Ukraine and by donating, you can help provide doctors with life-saving medical equipment. Donate now to support a hospital in Ukraine. Go to unicef.ie slash donate slash Ukraine to donate now. Thank you. And now back to your podcast. The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at nissan.ie. Now, one of our favourite slots in the week, John Kelleher, the producer and former director of film classification and Sue Murphy of Off the Ball, pick out the best uh, movies that have just been released and uh, the stuff on the box that should be watched. Let's start with you, John. Uh, Jumanji is at the next level. Yeah, this is a sequel to, um, you'll remember, of course, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, um, which we saw two years ago. Um, and actually I enjoyed that it was a huge box office success worldwide near, grossed nearly a billion and this is a kind of follow up with the same much the same cast and the, certainly the same idea four high school kids um, get drawn into a video game you, you know you'd really really like this it's your kind of thing um, and uh, they they have to each of them is a kind of an adult avatar of their choice uh, but you don't just play Jumanji you have to survive so they're they find themselves in a really dangerous environments with huge animals like uh, the last time it was the jungle this time it's kind of snowy mountains arid deserts and there's fantastic uh, big picture kind of uh, production value stuff but I have to admit I slept through considerable quantities of it I, I it didn't turn me on at all. Not as good as the original. I Jumanji. didn't think so, to be honest. I thought the original had something fresh and interesting, and this is kind of, you know, milking the same um, thing. Um, but there's good things in it. There's, as I say, some spectacular set pieces and uh, some very good comedy stuff. Particularly, I thought Danny Glover and a guy I don't normally like a lot, Danny DeVito. And he's terrific. I love Danny DeVito. He's very I funny. love him. Yeah. Would you like, yeah. might like this then. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's <coughs> animated, is it? No, 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 no. And The Rock is in it. You like him too. Right. Oh, right. And, and Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart, exactly. Okay. And, oh, there's also, oh, I think you probably know um, Aquafina, don't you? She's of a course. wonderful. wonderful actress Um, she's uh, American New York but she's uh, of Korean Asian um, descent and she is so funny she was in Crazy Rich Asians yeah so out of five I would give it um, two Right. And a half. Uh, but it, uh, like in terms of keeping the kids quiet, it's oh, a cold, wet day oh, and bring them to the movies over Christmas. Oh, yeah. It oh, takes yeah. that oh, box. Yeah. Oh, for the age group that it's kind of geared towards, it's really good. All right. All right. So, so uh, it, it, it's it's like a stocking filler equivalent of, of a movie. And there's plenty of, you know, in there's plenty of good action, lots of colour and terrific production value. 
All right. Now, um, your first uh, TV pick is on actually tonight after the nine o'clock news on RTE1. Now, I've seen the promos for this because uh, they have people in a coffin laid out. It's called The Funeral Director. Tell us about it, Sue. So um, it follows... uh, pioneering Sligo funeral director his name is David McGowan and there's a, there's a couple of strands to this story uh, he left Ireland went to Chicago he, he actually learned to train over there um, at Cook County Morgue which was he saw a lot of grief a lot of drug abuse um, a lot of unclaimed bodies um, he said he found it quite difficult there he came home and set up his undertaker business here and throughout this story they tell the story of him and his best friend Dougie who is suffering from cancer and Dougie is talking to uh, David about how he wants uh, what he wants to do after he is gone so there's a a couple of different elements because David's kind of telling his story about going to Chicago but also you have this other thing at play where Dougie is actually very very ill and he's telling his life story as well to David and how he would like to be buried and how he would like to, to go and it just it's I know this sounds like it's really morbid and it's coming up to Christmas, but there's so much to like about this. He has this side business where he he looks at um, after like old vehicles and basically turns them into glamping sites. So he he's renovated airplanes and mm. old vehicles. We featured in, that on the show. Yeah, because yeah. he tried to bring he I think he in tried to bring a, That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's the same guy. So there's like he just seems like this fascinating guy, and for something that you think would be quite morbid. It, it seems quite uplifting. There's a lot of Dougie saying, you know, there was a lot of things in my life that I got really upset about and bothered about and I shouldn't have. And now when I think about it, I've, I had so much to learn. And it just seems, it seems like a really, really nice documentary and very interesting. He just sounds like a fascinating guy. So uh, on, on looking at this and what it says on the tin, I mm. thought it was an insight into the life of a funeral director, yeah. what they go through. Mm. But actually, there's two stories. There's that story yeah. and this particular, shall we say, customer of the service. Exactly. And he there's a bit where he talks about how it's going to be so much diffi- more difficult because it is his friend. It's somebody that's very, very close to him. And Dougie, his friend, lost his daughter to meningitis when she was quite young. And that's how they got to know each other way back in 2001. So it's just this really nice friendship story. But he does draw the curtain back a little bit on how what they do in terms so of business. So what did you learn about the undertaking that you didn't know already? I haven't actually seen it yet. It's, oh, out, it's out tonight oh, I but right. I, it's I think I think this is something that people are a bit scared of mm. and scared of knowing about. But the, he just he just seems really approachable and is very open and honest about what he's doing. And I think it might be a very interesting documentary for people who wouldn't All right. know about that. If you can't see it tonight, set it on record. The funeral director. It has different elements and context <laughs> to it that you might not uh, think on initial viewing. Thank you, Sue, for that recommendation. Let's go to Citizen K is your second movie, John. You will really like this, Ivan, and I, I'm being deadly serious. It's excellent. It's a documentary, a feature documentary, but it, it plays like a political thriller. It's the central character that the focus is on is a man called Mikhail Boris uh, Khodorkovsky. He's 56 years old. He was, he made a fortune during the um, uh, dissolution, if you like, of the USSR. And he was one of those, in quotes, gangster capitalists who became an oligarchs. He became the richest man in Russia, effectively. He set up the first commercial bank. He owned the biggest oil refinery and he was incredibly wealthy. And it was a sort of a society where the laws couldn't keep pace with the social upheaval. So 
anything went. It was like the Wild West for that period of years in the transition from the old communist rule to the uh, the, the, the changed society. Uh, but he got, as he became so wealthy, he started to have political influence and he clashed with guess whom? Putin. Exactly. And that didn't go well for him. Putin had him arrested, charged and sentenced for tax evasion and corruption and sent to Siberia for almost 10 years. And did he lose his wealth? He he was stripped of his assets, but I think the way these guys can operate, he managed to retain some uh, parts of it. But he he um, he was actually let go, let out, and then rearrested and and uh, um, uh, put in, back in jail again. But he's now living in uh, in London in exile. He's kind of and he's a. Uh, he's, did he stand for election against Putin? I don't think he stood for right. election. I think he was always just a business uh, mm. person who was pulling certain strings. Uh, he backed people who did. Um, but he's the, the point is this documentary is made by Alex Gibney, who has real track record in making this kind of documentary. He won an Oscar for his um, uh, uh, documentary about Afghanistan. He made the the, uh, Lance Armstrong documentary, the famous one. And um, he's won multiple Emmy Awards. And he also made the recent Northern Ireland one, Lockan Island. And this this is pretty good. I mean, this is two hours of, as I say, political thriller. Because actually, um, I I think it's, it'd it'd be true to say that Cotter Karakowski. He's a very, very interesting guy. Um, I mean, you know, he you can't think that he, his hands haven't got mm. a little bit um, dirty in the in the course of his rise to power. But he's now turned kind of political dissident, come human rights activist, and he's kind of heading up, if you like, the anti-Putin movement, such as it is elsewhere in the world, from London. He's also incredibly articulate and he he's charismatic. So he's a terrific subject for a documentary. So, so there's no actors in this. None. It's just straight document. And is, it does, is it the narrative created by Khodorovsky himself uh, talking to the cameras? He's cooperated he, he's with interviewed, this. Yeah, he's interviewed extensively and others are too. Lots of others, including his lawyer and, and various people who but not a, Putin like this uh, is an anti-Putin no, piece it's it's well uh, certainly he's anti-Putin but I mean there's a lot of Putin in it the archive is incredible I mean it's absolutely I don't know how much this documentary costs but it's a couple of million anyway you know it's it's serious uh, values and and very very watchable all right uh, a big thumbs up there from John Citizen K he's going to see it tomorrow it's a feature length documentary as you've heard into this guy Mikhail uh, Khodorovsky yeah, no, oh, I, I've seen it it's OP. oh you have yeah, seen it yeah, oh. It's, oh yeah right yeah, and, yeah. and so out of five then. oh I think I'd give it five actually yeah, right but maybe four but but certainly you know you know, it's opening on Friday Right, yeah. I see, I see, I see. Right, let's move on to it's Christmas time and you've lots of Christmas specials. A very berry, obviously, merry berry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, this Monday on BBC One 
at 8.30. What can we expect? Just another cookery bake-off? So, kind of, but better. Um, so a very, she's done these uh, specials over the last few years. So this one's a very royal Christmas. And what's really nice about this is the Duke and... There's nothing to not like about this, by the way. It's got Christmas. It's got the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. It's got Mary Berry. And it's got volunteers who work over Christmas. So it's just going to be a really nice hour of television. This is going out next Monday, um, the 16th at 8.30. So it's it's there's four different charities that the Duke and Duchess support and they have asked Sorry, Mary the Duke Barry, of, of, of Cambridge, Cambridge is that Will or Harry? Will and, oh, Will Will and Kate Will. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so they've invited her to come along to these different charities to meet the people who will tell their stories about any of the services they avail or any of the volunteering that they do the Christmas feast is put on for the people who volunteer for those charities over Christmas and um, she introduces a couple of special guests one of them is Nadia who won Great British Bake Off there a few years ago she'll help her do the food and then it ends in a party so it's it's a very simple programme there's not a lot to it mm. but I just think Mary Berry at Christmas she'll give you some great recipes there's going to be some lovely stories from some of the people that the Duke and Duchess meet and their support of these charities like I think there was 130,000 people were rehoused out of one of their charities so it's it's just a nice Christmas story Alright uh, it's on this coming Monday the 16th yeah. of December at 8.30 how long is it? A, it's an hour An hour yeah. long Alright now your TV movie is on Film 4 which is a good channel Friday 1.30am pretty late at night it's called Wild Tales Sean. Yeah it's really really good Ivan and again it's something that you like I, I guarantee that you like it It's it's. I came out about five years ago in the cinemas and it's actually an, anthology, an anthology film um, which got the Oscar for uh, or got Oscar nomination for Best Foreign Language Film from Argentina it's six sep- separate stories same director different cast in each story but they have a kind of a common uh, sort of common theme which is um if you like, in many of them anyway, revenge and different aspects of human behaviour. And it's comic. It's darkly comic. It's quite funny. I mean, I'll just give you an example of one of the stories. There's two people sitting on a plane as it's travelling across somewhere. And they're sitting beside each other. They don't know each other, but they discover in conversation they've got a mutual friend and a mutual acquaintance. And as the flight progresses, they realise and discover that every passenger and crew member on the flight knows this person and it's just extraordinary. I mean, can it be a coincidence or is there something more than that involved? Uh, watch and you'll see and I guarantee you it's, 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 you'll be on the edge of your seat. It's, it's called Wild Tales. It's not it's, subtitles or anything. No? Um, I can't remember because it's five years since I've seen it but there would be I think is, because yeah. they're Spanish uh, there are Spanish speaking actors but please just look at the first <laughs> please, one uh, th- look at the first one Ivan and, okay. and you'll watch the All other right. five I guarantee All right. you Now I watched The Irishman uh, oh. on Sunday night um, Time to hear this review Well uh, first of all Netflix has revealed that the numbers now who, who've watched it is 26.4 million accounts watched oh. it Um Deirdre didn't like it. She found it boring. I found the acting very good. I did find it a bit long. I Too think long. you could have cut an hour That's off it. Like it, there was, it was the Hoffa thing. The acting was superb, but like you kind of got the drift of it, and it just was unnecessarily yeah, too many smoke breaks. You know yeah. exactly, exactly. All right, uh, there you have a variety of recommendations. Um, now let me just thank my thanks to John Kelleher and to Sue Murphy. 